Okay, so it's uh, MK Ultra Film. Hi, my name's Killian, and how how are you doing? Oh man, how's it going? This is Mark from MK Ultra Film. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> you can't see them, Mark. You can you can hear them. You can't hear them. I can I can see you, man. It's not for them. It's for you that I do this. Oh no, yeah, it's good to see you too. Yeah. Um. Over the over the webcam, people might be able to hear. I got a new audio device. Mm. It's uh, it's like a box, and so I it should make the quality of my microphone much stronger than mine. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just going to make my my volume progressively lower over time and then eventually it's just a monologue of you? (laughs) Just me talking. Um, uh, Mm. Slowly it'll just be like kind of you mumbling in the background and then just me kind of laughing to myself. (laughs) Sounds like not not so different from how it is already. Yeah, that's true, actually. Um, Um, Yeah. Darrow Brian endorsed Killian Sunderman. He did, yeah, yeah. Uh, For people who don't know this week... uh, uh Dara Brian wrote a tweet saying um saying basically that uh that that me Justine Stafford and uh, Michael Fry are the new uh, comic talents of uh, of Ireland and uh you know everyone should be jealous of us so uh, yeah, yeah no big week big week <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh, it's amazing that's congratulations Dara Brian's huge he is huge he is huge i used to watch his show the panel with my parents yeah um I've seen him on many things. He's a very funny man. Yeah, I love Dara Brian. And then, um, do you know what's interesting? He did actually, so he was maybe like the 200th person to follow me on Twitter. Very randomly. Um, my, my, one of my, very early. An early adopter. Yeah, and I mm. actually would check every uh, every week. And I'm not ashamed to admit this. <laughs> But I would check every week to see if you still follow me for the first couple of months because I, no one big had ever followed me before. And then, um, mm. and then uh, Justine, who I went to college with, who has loads of followers on Twitter, uh, she just saw I was on Twitter and she just said, "Everyone follow Kill- Killian." You know the way sometimes people do that. This is my friend. Follow yeah. them. She just did that, yeah, yeah. and then randomly Dara followed me. He he like mm. listened to her or whatever, and he's he's stuck with me ever since. Which I was, God but I bless. would check, and sometimes. You know, you click on someone's profile on Twitter and it takes like a second for the follows you thing to come up and I'd click yeah. on and it wouldn't be there. And I'd be like, OK, yeah, no, it makes sense. He stopped following me. No, it makes sense. But then yeah. <laughs> it would come back and I'd be like, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, how have you been since I since we last spoke? Um, yeah, Good, yeah. I'd say grand, like much the same, you know, lockdown, Ireland. Uh we're allowed to go outside of our five K now, so I've oh, made I've wow. made zero use of that. Uh <laughs> are, you, are you gonna go to a rush or something? Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, my parents went to rush yesterday. It was their thirty first anniversary. Uh happy anniversary, mum and dad. And they went to rush for their anniversary. Is is that true? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> really? And like, what did they get up to? Ah, you know the way parents are. They were just talking about how great Rush is, and they were just like, they were like saying, you know the way you can't go around Ireland. They were like, everyone's, you know, pe- people talk about Milltown Malbay, people talk about, you know, Donegal. Mm. But I was in Rush. Rush is lovely, and I was just like, Whoa. I was just like, oh, it's like just it's Rush, like. <laughs> Where the fuck is Rush? I don't know. It's near Malahide, I think it's it's somewhere out oh, there. Oh Jesus, out there. Yeah. It's North County the, Dublin. Oh yeah, it's like, out in the nether regions. Yeah, <laughs> no one knows. No one knows it's where like, that is. 
basically loud or whatever. Um, yeah, not not Dublin. <laughs> the um, how are you getting gross. on? How, how are you getting on? The thirty-one years, you said that's that's brilliant. Fair play. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting on well. Yeah, no complaints. There's a curfew in Berlin now, so home by nine. Okay. Early to bed or early to rise. Well, I went to, I got my first COVID test. Actually, one of the reviews we'll do today, I'll see if you can guess which one, right? Mm -hmm. For one of the reviews, I was fully sure that I had COVID at the time. Mm -hmm. And I just was kind of like, oh no, I've got COVID. But then, uh, (laughs) so we'll see if you can guess which one. But I don't have it. I got my first test on Saturday. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool in Berlin now. Uh, you get one free test a week and they give you the results in 20 minutes. So that's nice. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, but have you ever got a COVID test? Yeah, I got one. Uh, I thought I've had COVID a lot, but I only actually, ha- actually had to get one once where uh, I, had, I had a sore throat and I called the doctor foolishly. And the doctor was <sighs> like, I'm afraid, because I knew I didn't have COVID uh, this time. And the doctor was like, uh, you you have to get a COVID test. That's the rules now. Yeah. And so I went in and they, uh, it was really quick. It was really, really quick. But they put that thing and it goes, it just keeps going up your nose. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. When I went to this place and she was like, right nostril or left? And I was like, dealer's choice, my friend. (laughs) And she just fucking, it's mad. And she gave it a little twist at the end. She put it all the way in and then gave it a little. Yeah. Little twisty, <laughs> and it's like, whoa, my god! It's a fucking mad sensation, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. The the twist. I I'm glad you mentioned the twist because I kind of forgotten. But that was the worst part. I think if it just grazed off the back of your head, because that's yeah. what it feels like. It feels like the it feels like it's going to the back of your head. It's touching like the back part of your skull. Yeah, it's the back uh, of your skull. Yeah, completely. <laughs> and it feels like it's she twists it, and it just kind of like this awful cotton bud sensation on the back of your skull yeah it's fucking weird it's weird that there's even like yeah i guess it's just like you've never felt that part of your head before you know there's nothing back there getting touched or anything so yeah it's 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 a strange one Mm -hmm. i watched uh i saw this picture it's if you google uh covid19 test nasal passage there's an image that comes up and it's like like an x-ray layered over an okay. image of someone getting a COVID test and it mm-hmm. shows how far the swab goes into your oh, head God. and it's like fuck me it's literally like yeah it's it really like so it's far. like it, it's like your ear it goes back to like your ear hole <laughs> fucking crazy but there you go negative though yeah that's it uh yes thankfully negative it's funny mm. the 20 minutes it like from the time you get the test like as soon as you get it you're like <laughs> I'm actually not feeling the best. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's such like, I was like, God, I actually starting to think I really do have it. But, but uh, no, it turns out I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's very good. And, and films, I'm watching them. You following the Oscar buzz? It's Oscar buzz. Yeah. No. Yes. To the question one and no to question two. I don't, I don't know anything about the Oscars. What's what is it? Once upon a time in Hollywood is that? No. Again? <laughs> <laughs> they brought it. They brought it back out, and they yeah. they they stuffed it, and they're bringing it out for another round at the Oscars. Uh, no, we have. I have them here. Uh, best uh, best actor in a leading role. Mm-hmm. We have Reese mm-hmm. Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Uh, I'd oh, give it to him. Chadwick yeah. Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Never Anthony heard of Hopkins. that person or film. Anthony Hop- Chadwick Boseman, he he's uh, he was in Black Panther. Uh mm-hmm. wasn't he? Oh, I'm gonna have to ask this again. Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 the main guy in Black Panther. Did, I mean, is he not the one who died? Yeah, Chadwick Boseman. He he died. Um, oh dear, tragically, yeah, from from cancer. Uh, oh no. But uh, Anthony Hopkins. Oh, that would be very emotional. Uh, yeah, ceremony. yeah. So there's a posthumous nomination. Um, Anthony Hopkins for the father. So he's getting he's getting another run out at the Oscars. Oh, a friend of mine watched The Father recently and said it was the saddest film she's ever seen in her life. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm. well, sounds sounds <laughs> like something nice. I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then you have Gary Oldman in Mank, uh, which I don't know anything about. And then I know it's in black and white. And then Stephen Yeun in Minari. Uh, wow. I didn't yeah. think Minari would get an Oscar nom. Minari, I think, is a big Oscar film this year. I think, uh, so I, for just really? rolling through it, um, performance in a sporting role, uh, Minari has one nomination. Uh, best actress in a supporting role, uh, the granny in Minari. Um, wow. So it's got two there. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's got a best picture nom. Um, uh, and it's hey, got what? best directing nom. I think it's got about five or six nominations, Minari. Wow, it's Nom City. Mm-hmm. And Nom what, City. Uh, what 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 are the noms for best film? I can't see best film. Uh, Maybe they got rid of it. Yeah, I don't know. They they have a uh, best original screenplay, Minari, Promising Young Woman, uh, which we'll be reviewing today. Sound of Metal, The Trial of the Chicago uh, Seven, which is a Netflix film by Aaron Sorkin, and then Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, best international film, which is obviously something oh, they don't call it best. What do they call it again? Best film, not in English. Best international fi- feature film, because it changed the name of that one. I think they used to call it best film in a <laughs> best foreign film, language. not in English. Yeah, that's what they used to call it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is like such a dumb, you know, thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, best international fi- feature film of the year, which basically is best film, because I mean, yeah, it's like best film in the world except America. Uh, so it's Another Round which I gave a positive review of last week then Better Days from Hong Kong Collective by Romania The Man Who Sold His Skin Tunisia and Guivadiz Aida from Bosnia and Herzegovina Uh, we haven't reviewed any of those except for Another Round from Denmark Mm. so good though um, so yeah they're the Oscar noms yeah and now, I guess from there, we'll move on to the noms for today's episode. Yeah, yeah. So uh, nominated for today's episode, uh, we have Stray, a, uh, uh, a film about dogs. We have Promising Young Woman, which is also an Oscar nom. And then, Mark, what, what are your noms? My noms are uh, Videodrome, which is a film about uh, TV. Yeah. Um, fuck, what else did I watch? Alien 3, mm-hmm. which I believe is a previous Oscar winner. Mm-hmm. Um, just kidding. And what's the other one, Killian? Please. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but the winner is, I think, for first review of the podcast, the winner is um, Alien Three, oh. or no? Okay, but so, it's uh, the actual good film that's actually current, which I watched, is called Boys State. Oh, well, let's yeah. just go with Alien Three. Okay, so then, and the winner is for first uh, a film to get reviewed, Alien Three. The the least relevant film of all. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Three or Alien Two, as it's written. Uh, came out in nineteen ninety two. Uh, came out in September third, exactly one year before Jurassic Park was released, which is interesting. Um, uh, like that when that okay. was not good. 
<laughs> it was extremely long. It was two and a half hours long, which is about an hour or two long. Uh, the alien looked shit. Uh, like the, when the, when it was like physical alien, which it was about, I don't know, forty percent of the time, it looked cool. The CGI alien looked fucking terrible. It was proper like proper like PlayStation One game graphics and like the story was cool it was about like uh, ripley is evacuated it's right after alien 2 well who knows in space you don't know how long things have been but she's been flying around in her escape vehicle and then poor lady can't catch a break there's a fucking alien on the escape vehicle and uh then it messes up the escape because she crash lands on this planet that turns out to be a maximum security prison and then she goes in, and it's all men, and uh, the alien's in the prison, and she's like, well, so it's a cool concept, and the prison's cool, and the men have all taken to religion. They've found, like, a new, like, it's like a religious prison to give them some fucking, I don't know, direction, and it's all quite cool, and it looks cool, and it kind of looks like the like the place Zion in the Matrix. They all dress like that, and they all shaved heads, and... I liked the whole concept and, and all, but it was just really fucking long. And the prison's real dark and steamy, and it's just like looking at a dark, hot, steamy-looking place for that long. You're kind of like, ugh, <laughs> tired all this steam everywhere. And then there's kind of bits in it where if they kind of try, like there's a, there's a bit where they try and trap the alien in this room, and they there's a series of labyrinth kind of tunnels that they have to trap it in. It's this scene, it's like 10 minutes long of them closing doors and opening doors to try and trap the alien and you're kind of like i know they're trying to trap it but like what the fuck is going on here you know what I mean? like what is this scene it's just a scene of like doors opening and closing and people running around it's impossible to grasp what the fuck is going on and there's kind of a few scenes like that where you're like i don't really understand the layout of this prison so just seeing doors open and close i don't doesn't really fucking make any sense to me um but yeah you know i like alien and the alien's cool and there's lots of like nice 90s fucking computer stuff there's a funny scene where there's loads of men having coffee and they're all drinking out of french presses which i find funny it's like oh in the future you just drink directly out of the french press but, uh, whatever it was you know aliens good that film was kind of shit but whatever didn't didn't do me any harm there you go man i think a real favorite of mk ultra film is dumb future concepts i think that's something yeah, yeah, that yeah. we consistently come back to is like films that are set in the future and like the ideas that they've come up with for like weird things that we'll do in the future it's just yeah i love them it's so funny man the french press thing is so good <laughs> each man with an individual french press drinking straight out of it like why why would that why would they do that in the future <laughs> i don't know it's so good cups will but be yeah. obsolete <laughs> It's actually interesting. So all my complaints about that film make way more sense now. Would you be a man for going on the IMDb trivia page after you watch something? I know that's strong habit of you. I haven't done that for a while now. It would be something I fl oh, flip in and great. out of. But the, I went on there and it said that the film was just a complete fucking mess. And okay. I think they had multiple directors and I think one of the direct, the, the director who ended up finishing it, like got fired multiple okay. times and came back during it. And okay. I think they were like, it said that it sounded mental. It said that some days they'd be shooting and then they'd receive a fax being like, uh, we've actually rewritten the script. So all the stuff you recorded today is gone <laughs> in the bin. So it sounded fucking crazy, but I can, you can kind of see how that would result in a film just getting longer and longer and longer. Mm. 
Yeah. It's also funny. Uh, so in this one, the alien's a cow. Well, the alien isn't a cow, but the alien like impregnates a cow. Okay. And then the alien that comes out is like half alien, half cow. But then, uh, then they were like, obviously after a while, they're like, ah, it's not sexy enough. Like yeah. cows aren't like a cow alien isn't, isn't cool. Yeah. So they rewrote it to be a Rottweiler that it impregnates. <laughs> but now it's like two different kinds, like, and there's still scenes with the, do- with the dog in it. And then there's bits with the cow in it. Oh, Jesus. And then the version I watched, it was a cow alien. But apparently if you buy the DVD, it's a dog alien. So oh God. Like, okay. Madness. Sounds like but mayhem. Yeah. It's oh, it's utter mayhem, Killian. Okay, not not a not a film I want to watch. I I like the alien films. Is it in space or is it on land? It's it's on a planet called Firina, Firina. which is a which is a prison planet. But yeah, like that film was crap. I actually sometimes I'm like, I do I like the idea of the alien movies more than I like the first one's very good. I yeah. actually can't remember if I like the second one that much. I feel like I love it, but I actually don't know. If I, I feel like you know it. what I feel like. I feel like that kind of um, a film like Alien. Uh, I feel like something that that style uh, made in the nineties is just too recent for it to be. I feel like the reason we like Alien so much is because we're watching it through the prism of like a lot of time has passed and it's kind of like old mm. and it's a, it's a bit, it's from, it's of its time or something like that. But like mm. something that's that concept, but it's set in the nineties, you're kind of like, ah, like that's too recent. Like I was alive back then. And yeah, like I don't, I don't know. I feel like it should be better or different or something like you should, you forgive films that are in the sixties because they're kind of like, ah, it was back then or whatever. But when it's like something yeah. from the nineties, you're kind of like, they had their own things that were wrong with their movies. But like you would, you wouldn't forgive I, an alien film like that. I also think a, a, a part of it is like, um, old b- films before CGI existed date well and if yeah. you look at old funny physical effects you're like ah that looks gas mm. but like looking at early cgi isn't funny or anything no. you're just like oh this is rubbish yeah, like, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't want to see this like yeah. this looks crap yeah it's it's funny that what prompted me to read that or to watch that movie was i found well i actually my dan my friend my friend and neighbor um found the novelization of the movie a book based on the film on on our on our street that we both live on and he gifted it to me (laughs) and uh, i read it and i actually thought the book was bloody brilliant oh really (laughs) um i loved it which is funny because it was based on the film which i thought shit uh but maybe some things are just better suited in book form that was i don't know that was an early days mk ultra film thing we did uh uh, I think Mark had a, you read uh, the Jurassic books, wasn't it? Or was it the Star Wars books? Of course. Yeah. I don't think there is Star Wars books, is there? There's Star Wars books. There's, these are books which uh, are written after the motion picture. So it's like a real Hollywood oh, yeah. thing to do is they when there's a big franchise or something like that made and it's really successful, mm. uh, they get uh, authors to write it into book form and then they sell loads of books. Uh, it's mm. like a money making thing. And Mark, I remember at the start of MK Ultra Film, God knows when that was, like maybe two years ago or something. Uh, you were interested in like collecting these books. You've got a few of them. Yeah, yeah. I have a few. I have Alien 1 and I have Alien 3, which are novelizations. And then I have a real funny one I have is the novelization of Jaws 2, yeah. which I read. And I actually thought that was pretty good. Um, I don't know what else I have. Whenever I see them, there's this secondhand bookshop near mm. me and they, they always have them and... Mm. 
I I think they're funny to buy. Like yeah. it's funny. It's funny little thing. My dad said he read a, a novel of Predator and he said it was complete rubbish. <laughs> so I think I'd be pretty into it. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, that's enough nerding out, I think, isn't I it? I think so, yeah, yeah. And Alien's a bit of a nerd movie. Um Yeah, that was that was uh, that was probably our nerdiest section of all time, wasn't it? Yeah. I feel a bit embarrassing. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know, like we have a film podcast, so it's like I think the nerd yeah. levels are already pretty high. Do you think people listen to MK Ultra Film and go like, ah, Killian and Mark, two fucking cool lads having a bit of banter? Or do you think they go like, those guys are fucking nerds? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to answer that question. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I think, hard to say. Some, I think the only sometimes thing, I come away and the I'm only like, thing that saves crazy. us, I think the only thing that saves us is our like our obvious like kind of lack of knowledge about a lot of things. I think if we knew mm. the names of everything and knew all the like all the actors and stuff like that people go they're fucking nerds but we like often don't even know the names of the films that we're reviewing so uh it's like, yeah that's we, fair i think yeah we're idiots I instead mean, of nerds i think we're idiot nerds well i am anyway yeah but... yeah <laughs> god sometimes i remember a, a time in my life when i i, I used to do mma mm. uh which uh and and it was the first time in my life where I ever realized I was a nerd because I didn't, I used to go all the time and then I stopped going. And then my friend told me that the, 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 what's the word, the coach or the trainer yeah. or whatever was like, how come your friend doesn't come here anymore to him? And then my mate was like, which one? He's like, that nerdy guy, Mark. And, I was like, <laughs> and Alan told me that. And I was like, no, <laughs> nerdy guy. I'd never thought of myself that way before. And I was like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a nerd now. That's it. <laughs> been Since then, it's been, just been fucking nerding it up. Yeah. Well, lean into it. Yeah. You're cool, though. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, like, obviously, New York definitely gives you a few cool brownie points. Um, mm. So, like, I mean, you pick up a few once you go there. But uh, I definitely don't feel cool. Um, I don't feel like a cool person. I yes, like, you do. No, I don't know. Nine. I mean, I I'm in a rock you. band. I'm in a rock band. Yeah, and you're an Instagrammer. Yeah, but Instagram isn't cool. Like, you're. I mean, people call you like an influencer. Like, you, being called an influencer is the least cool thing possible. People aren't influenced by not cool people. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get. They don't get fucking nerds to be in ads. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's my. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I'm a nerd. I don't think I give off nerd vibes. I think I, I, uh, I don't think I give off cool vibes. I think I'm just like regular, normal, cool, guy, cool guy. Damn it! I said cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just your run of the mill cool guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, maybe I'm cool. I don't know. Um, yeah, but not in a cool way. Like you know, you sometimes meet people and they're just like, ah, oh, he's like, cool. Fuck, like no one's ever like, done that to me. That guy does not give a shit. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people don't think that about me. Um, yeah. Uh, but you know who does give a shit? Uh, it's uh, me about the next film we're about to review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is called Promising Young Woman. Um, much discussed film. So uh, this is Promising Young Woman. Hey, so I just watched Promising Young Woman, which is a film uh, uh, starring Kerry Mulligan. Uh, it's much talked about. I think it's been nominated for a good few Oscars and 
Um, uh, it's talking about basically, uh, well, it well, stars Carrie Mulligan as a woman whose best friend is the victim of a sexual assault years ago in college. Um, she's working in a cafe. Uh, she's kind of not doing much in life. She's kind of a bit, you can tell she's a bit depressed and not doing, uh, you know, not able to get, not feeling much joy. And uh, what she does at night is she dresses up, uh, pretends to be really, really drunk and they're in pubs all around town and then uh, allows these kind of sexual predators to uh, take her home. And then, uh, you know, before they, uh, you know, commit assault, she uh, shows them she's sober and then she does something. We don't know what she does. It's kind of a mystery uh, that gets revealed within the narrative of the film. Um, it's a it's a good film. I mean, I, I guess for me, uh, what this film was more than just like a, a, a film that you'd watch. It was kind of uh, like a discussion or a talking point. It was a lot of like pointing at problems in uh, culture at the moment and uh, and and saying like this is wrong, this is wrong, and uh, and it going through multi layered um, versions of of what is assault or what is wrong, what is right, how things are covered up, how uh, you know uh, a sexist or misogynistic cultures are set up. And uh, and yeah, like on, on that level, it really raised a lot of very uh, good questions. And I think um, and I think was kind of uh, good as a film itself. I kind of I don't think I was fully on board with it. I felt like uh, I don't know, uh, like it, it, it's kind of being talked about as if it's like this amazing kind of revenge flick. And I I, I just for me, uh, I feel like the revenge that she gets on people isn't as uh, retributive as I'd like. I feel like the the sense of justice in this isn't as uh, strong as 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 you kind of want when it's like, you know, the bad guys. I don't feel get um, get their comeuppance, which I felt was kind of unsatisfying. And I feel like revenge stories are always about getting your satisfaction, and you don't really get it in this film. So. Uh, so I was kind of like not happy about that, <laughs> but overall, like you know, uh, important to watch. But um, as a film, I don't think it really fully hit it there for me. Yeah. Um, question: So, how serious is it? <laughs> I think it's um hard to kind of pin it down. It has a very odd tone. Like the art department of it is very uh, sparkly and glossy, uh, mm. and doesn't almost doesn't really look real at a lot of the points, and um. And so the tone is kind of like, I don't know, maybe a bit misplaced. Uh, but like just about what I mentioned in the review about like the retribution not being um, mm. strong enough or like it not really being a, a revenge flick. I think the point of that was maybe because in real life, you yeah. know, uh, rapists tend not to get their comeuppance. And it was kind of That's pointing thinking, its finger yeah. in that way. And I suppose like my kind of issue, I suppose, was that this was very much pegged as a, a revenge flick. And like if you mm. watch the trailers, it uh, if you watch the trailers, it's very much like it, it sets it up to be something that you go into the cinema and you're kind of expecting and then you don't get it. And what you do get mm. is a very interesting uh, kind of discussion and, and storyline that's much more multi-layered and complex. Um, so mm. like on that level, I was like, OK, this is really interesting and and 
worth watching but like in uh but like from a kind of a film perspective it definitely like plays with your expectations a bit and like what you expect from a film like this you don't get it really um which is probably mm. more interesting i suppose but yeah yeah no and I, I i i thought that when you said it like maybe the the there is no you know there's no real justice that's that's going to be satisfying in cases like that in, in real life as well Mm-hmm. but is is the tone of it like uh is it quite serious and almost like kind of like a, a drama or is it more kind of because basically when you said when you said she she pretends to be drunk and takes home or goes home to people's houses yeah what i thought was like and then she kills them <laughs> but that's, that, that's maybe that's, that's just yeah that well, was my assumption the, that's but, the way the film is set up in the trailer uh, the trailer is very mm. much kind of like set up like that. Uh, mm. And like, I don't want to say what she does uh, because I feel like that's revealing um, part yeah, of the yeah. plot. No, yeah, but I will say that it was like quite unsatisfying when that does get revealed. It's it's not. Mm. Uh, I mean, you, you know, you can, <laughs> you can find out what you say, but you can find out when you watch it. But but I was just yeah. like, oh, really? That's it. And then. Um, mm. And then, like, again, like, I don't think any of the, you know, I, I think the main character has gone through, like, some trauma and stuff and, and whatever. But I feel like, uh, you know, the, the, you go into a film expecting to see um, a woman killing a load of men. And mm. you almost get, like, the complete flip side of that. And it's quite, ha- like, it's quite, uh, not harrowing, but it's quite, like, you know, jarring because it's playing with your sense of expectation and stuff like that and i think that that's probably mm. quite a powerful thing to do um mm-hmm. so i think like like it was i mean it's hard to say like i really like this film um but i think it's, yeah. it's quite important to watch but i i yeah but you do you think that 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 flipping of of what you expect versus what it is do you think that was an intentional thing or do you think it's i don't know i don't know um do you, actually the, the uh question on that do you think like do directors get a say in what's in the trailer? Do directors get to direct the trailer at all? Or is it usually the production company or whatever that gets to do that? Um, with us famous line, uh, when they asked, um, Ridley Scott about trailers and he just said bums on seats. He said, that's oh, all the yeah, trailers yeah, yeah. are I remember about. you saying that He's before. Like, yeah. Trailers, bums on seats. That's all you want with a trailer. It's just to get as many people into the cinema as possible. And I suppose that must mean that like the production's, <laughs> studio are much more in charge of the trailers um so i imagine it's 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 not much to do with with they probably have no power over how things are advertised Mm. i guess like that you you, if they did you'd see way more creative Mm -hmm. use of trailers wouldn't you like just stuff where you're like could completely set up your expectation in a different way this would be cool the trailer for this film was a viral trailer it was a viral trailer and it was really well mm. designed and it was really well shot and almost felt for me like the trailer was like the, like a lot of it was almost filmed for the trailer or something like that. Um, mm. uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know how to, how, how to talk about this film in certain ways because I'm still thinking about it in some ways. Like, like, uh, and a mm. lot of it, a lot of the conclusions i would draw i'd have to talk about like how the film ended and stuff so i feel yeah, like it's not yeah, a film yeah. that you can really discuss uh when you're just talking about the concept and stuff because i think mm. to really have a discussion about it 
you need to have seen the full thing and I need to have seen the full thing and we need to say, what about this? What about that? What about this? And yeah, um, yeah. and I, I can't really do that right now. All I can say is I think everyone should watch it, especially men. And uh, and it's, yeah, and it's good. It's a good film. Interesting. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it. It's been on my, it's been on my list for uh, for a while. And I know Emer watched it and she thought it was very good. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely uh, one to watch. And one that I would say you should watch, which is also... Uh, but I, I just watched it. No, a different film. I'm trying oh, to segue into oh, a new film. It didn't sound... It sounded like I should definitely watch... You sound like you were just saying, yeah, yeah, I definitely think that's one to watch for me. And also one that you should watch. So the next film that I watched was... <laughs> it's called um, Boys State. Uh, and it's a A24 film I found out afterwards. And I was like, fuck it. Because... Uh, yeah, fuck's sake. You don't make bloody everything. But anyway, uh, wait, who, uh, Promising Young Woman was an A24, was it? I don't think so. I wouldn't. I'd be uh, surprised. Good. I'd be good. surprised. Alien 3 was. Um, but Alien we 3? Will... Yeah. It was Are one you of the first productions. Yes. Uh, Boys <laughs> State. <laughs> Roll the clip. Boys State. Here we go. Oh, I just watched a film called Boys State documentary that was recommended to me by my friend Hannah and it's about this kind of like summer camp thing that different states do where for some reason it's separated by gender but boys and girls go to these separate camps and they basically create their own little government so they all have to try and get people to vote for them and they get people to vote for like party chairman and and uh like governor and all this stuff and basically recreate the whole like political system or whatever and it was really good it was a really good documentary it it like showed how i guess the kind of tropes of politics like the the kind of trump-esque kind of characters and other you know like Joe Biden type characters or whatever, you know, any, any kind of politician who have these different styles, it's like those kind of personality traits exist, not only in the context of politics, but in other contexts. And you can see these social groups forming. And I guess it's kind of just shows how like kids in a school or, you know, bullying or social hierarchies in schools kind of is representative of how politics happens in a way, just like, what am I talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's I think that's what I'm trying to say. Basically, it's just like you can do well in two ways, like being really smart and uh, you know actually being good, or just being like pretty charismatic and I guess handsome and and cool and popular, and and they're both pretty good ways. It actually it seems like being smart and or being handsome and popular is a more successful way in politics but that's that that's what the whole film's about i don't really talk about the film but that's that's the idea you get from it it just follows these kids as they go around and uh get people to vote for them it follows numerous ones from different perspectives and they're all pretty different in their style and it's cool as well because at the start you see some and you're like oh these seem like real genuine guys they seem really good and then faced with certain situations that arise to write the kind of political procedure the actions they take you're like oh actually he's a bit of a he's a bit of a fucker i don't really like that guy so uh yeah it was good it was basically just like a fake 
Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to ramble on because this is what I do. It's I pause and then I. Sorry. Yeah, I, I just I just cut that cut that review short because I felt like I just wasn't gonna I just wasn't gonna get anything more out that was worthy of recording. You get the idea, you know what I mean? Boys Day. Boys Day. It was a real boys' house. Um, I it was clear that that was a documentary, was it? Yeah, yeah, very clear. You said documentary. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah, I did say that, but I wasn't sure if it was clear still. No, it was. Um, it sounds really good. I love those kind of things. It, it's great, yeah, and it's 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 so there's kind of I guess a main character who you're who he only kind of becomes the main character after a while, but you're really like, oh, I want him to win, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like you're in one of the parodies or something, and you're like, oh, fuck those other fuckers, and <laughs> it, it was great. It really built up. It's it's like you said about um, assassins, the way you don't know what's going to happen oh, as yeah. the film goes on. Mm-hmm. So then at the end, when they're announcing who wins the position of governor, mm-hmm. I was really like, fuck, what is it going to be? <laughs> like, I really felt like, oh my God, which is great. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it's also mad. It made me like, the kids are so mature. They're all like 16 and 17 and they're just okay, like, okay. it's really good. And it, you see a lot of behaviors, like a lot of bullying and like some guys make like Instagram groups, like saying like impeach this guy and like. <laughs> There's a lot of bullying and stuff going on and a lot of the behavior, like some, also some people get frustrated because they take it seriously and they're like, well, you vote for me. These are my policies. And other people just have like stupid policies and are just making a complete piss take of the whole thing. Yeah. You can see how that clashes. And I feel like, I don't know if you, from school, Mm. like that's kind of something that you can relate to where sometimes people just are messing and you're like, no, I want to take this seriously. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. 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 Why are they there? uh <laughs> i don't know like they're just there no, it's like a summer it's camp a summer camp and what's the whole con- like the, the concept is just like we we teach these kids or these we, it's like a social experiment or is it something that happens every year or it's just something they ha- i think maybe the government organize it i'm not sure because i know at the start it shows like a lot of the the alumni of it and there's lots of like presidents or high political figures are alumni of this particular program okay um, and it's weird. They do a boy's state and a girl's state. So they separate it according to gender. I don't know why. But apparently they've recorded a film called Girl's State as well, which is the same concept, but just okay. in the girl's state one. But it's yet to be released. But really worth checking out. In a way, it's kind of predictable. Okay. Now that I'm thinking of it. Because you're like, of course, there's going to be like the handsome, charismatic guys mm-hmm. who are kind of don't really give a shit about the politics that much, mm-hmm. who will do well. Yeah. And then there's the kind of, more reclusive guys with actual good policies yeah. and so you can kind of predict how it goes okay but it's still entertaining um it reminds me a lot of a documentary i saw i think on channel four you know like channel four used to always run those documentaries uh mm. called please vote for me it was like a i think it's like about three kids much younger i think they're like like eight or seven or eight um and they're in China and like they're it's like much more kind of social experimenty or something like that. But they they have like a class uh, kind of class captain or something like that. Uh, it's in a school. They're a load of school kids in China and they have a class captain and they decide like for the hell of it uh, this year, they're going to vote for the class captain. And, you know, like they don't like that, like it's a de- introducing democracy to people who don't have a democratic society. So um mm. So it's like to see how the kids kind of like react to it. And it's like, you know, it's mayhem. It's, it's absolute mayhem. Yeah. yeah, And like, it's, it's all the things that we see in, 
you know, like it's like a, a reading like Roman history or something like that with like Brutus stabbing your man. It's all that kind of drama of like, you know, like no one's gets stabbed or anything, but it's all the drama of like people getting really wily and political and and like staging yeah. coups and all this kind of stuff. But like on a benign level, like you were saying, setting up Instagram things to say impeach, whatever people yeah, yeah. go a bit mad when there there is that kind of power is up for grabs and you, stake, you know people yeah. start doing that kind of stuff and it's 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 it kind of reminds me of, of what that uh, thing is at. and i really recommend watching i think it's it's like if it's channel four it must only been an hour long so uh, it's called please mm, vote for perfect. me it's please vote for yeah. me yeah i'll check that it, out that sounds good it's really good um it is it's scary how people yeah like the tactics people mm-hmm. use and stuff when when they're in these kind of races yeah it also just kind of makes you realize that that's that uh, not just saying too kind of profound or just, but uh, politics is just such a shitty system, <laughs> isn't it? It's just so rubbish. Yeah. It's just like pop. If you're a popular lad with loads yeah. of popular mates, mm. then you're sus. Yeah. And if you actually study it, you're kind of like not not mm-hmm. as sus. Mm-hmm. Man, fucking. You, what what you would be your ideal first. political system? Would you say communism? No, I don't. I think communism is shit. Uh, I think they're like oh. I think they when you when you when you have like well I mean look at all like the communist regime like they fucking suck wouldn't want to live in any of them would you say you actively dislike communists yeah yeah no 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 I don't know I think that I think that it's really common when you're when you're anti-capitalist I think it's really common for people to be like okay communism but I think communism is just like a worse like maybe it's not I don't I think capitalism you know I don't know I haven't thought about these kind of things in a long time but I think like Communism is probably, when organized properly, less bad than capitalism, but also mm. has the same problems of authoritarianism and, and like, you know, mm. uh, people controlling other people. So I, I don't know. I mean, I probably prefer some sort of anarchist utopia, but uh, I don't think we're getting mm. there anytime soon. So I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't really know if there's, uh, it, you know, not knowing the answer. I feel like if we had the answer, then we'd probably be living it, wouldn't we? Uh, but we don't really have the Maybe. answer, so I don't know. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. Ugh, I fucked it up. Yeah, say it again. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Killian Sunderman hates communists. <laughs> I don't, no, no, it, I mean, some of my best friends are communists. I think communists are, are fine. I just think you do have to ignore an awful lot of, like, people say, oh, well, communism wasn't enacted properly, but I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah. It just, How many times it, you have to try it out? Yeah. <laughs> What a! It was funny. There was a. a there's no wiggle there was room. A graffiti for communism. There, there's a graffiti on my street that said "communism, communism plus anarchy equals peace." I was like, I don't think that can work. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. they're like the opposite thing. I guess people have their don't... own interpretations of these kind of political systems and stuff, and like maybe other people have their. Because like I mean, I guess like a real hardcore capitalist is probably like we don't live in a real capitalist society as well. We have kind of like socialism where you know because we pay taxes don't mm. we so that's communism isn't it so we kind of live in a hodgepodge mm. system right now that uh you know probably do, it doesn't really serve the the people very well <laughs> but i mm. mean like how how does that how do we bring that back to film um, <laughs> um <laughs> the, wait do you know so okay the uh I, a mammal species that <laughs> lives in a somewhat anarchist society is a dog. Okay. Because they don't answer to any mm-hmm. 
well, they, I guess stray dogs. But yeah. I feel like owned dogs live in like a complete dictatorship. Yeah. But, but it's just a micro dictatorship. Yeah. But the, the, a truly anarchist um, lifestyle is lived by uh, by stray dogs. And I watched a film called Stray, which is. Hold yeah. on. Can I just interrupt yeah. you? Would you say like, would you say a household that owns like three dogs happily? Would you say that's like a, a utopian communist society with the dogs? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The dogs all get paid the same. Dogs all get the same. Dogs are all happy. But I mean, like, even one dog is a happy dog. I've got a happy dog downstairs. He gets two walks a day, uh, sometimes three. Eats the same food every night, but he's just as delighted. Like, when, when mm. you give your dog dinner, the same thing he's had for the last 10 years. And he's still yeah, looking yeah. delighted when you give it to him. It's the same. <laughs> what is it? What is it? It's the same thing yes. you've had for the last ten years. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> would Woody be a Would Woody be a nuts man, or would he be eating the tinned, the tin stuff? Uh, he eats. He'd be on the dry, the, the middle. Uh, yeah, good. dry stuff. Yeah. Good. That you shouldn't be giving your dogs that tinned rubbish. What stuff is that stuff? Today. The tin dog food in a tin. What do you mean? What is it? It's dog food in a tin. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, no one. Are you completely unfamiliar with the the concept? Well, no, of no. Dog I'm food? asking you, like, what what is there? Why do you, why is it bad? Uh it just makes your dogs turn to fucking jelly. It makes their bones fucking rot away and melt, and they get soft bones. Oh, okay, yeah, no, good strong bones on Woody. Good strong bone dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you you were saying? I watched a film about dogs. This is what I thought. Hey, so I just watched Stray, which is another dog film. Um. Well, I think we're doing a lot of dog films recently, but this film uh, is by a director called Elizabeth Lowe. She's an American filmmaker and uh, it's set in Istanbul and she basically follows the wanderings of three stray dogs in Istanbul uh, in Turkey because Istanbul has very unique laws towards stray dogs uh, because I think they're kind of superstitious about stray dogs because uh, there's some... English guy a uh, hundred years ago, some English kind of colonial chap, uh, got attacked by a, street, a pack of stray dogs. And then he was like, okay, stray dogs have to get out of the city. So they got rid of all the stray dogs. And then like a few years later, there was a massive earthquake and dogs are usually the ones to warn you about an earthquake because they leave the city. So no one knew that the earthquake was coming because there was no dogs in the city. So uh, all the people of Istanbul were like, oh no, the stray dogs protected us. This is a bad omen. Now we need... Uh, to have stray dogs in the city all the time so they passed a law in like 2002 uh, which protects the stray dogs and says that they can't be uh yeah they can't be killed and they can't be rounded up and gotten rid of they have to kind of just been allowed to do whatever they want <laughs> so it's a really nice little film where you follow these little little doggies um and they have and how they interact with the people of Istanbul who are really like respectful of them. And, uh, and you know, as they're dogs, they're kind of, um, you know, they kind of act as metaphors because they they meet, you know, some Syrian refugees. And you kind of see the uh, metaphorical side of it of like, you know, dogs, uh, you know, being strays on the street. And sometimes humans can unfortunately end up in those kind of situations, too. And uh, yeah, it's just a really nice little film. It's only an hour and 12 minutes long, but uh, it's very nice. And I really recommend giving it a watch. Yeah, yeah. Short little film. Uh, 
about dogs. The ripper of a film. Um, may, yeah, maybe like quite slow, not much narrative. It's just, uh, it's quite like um, you're just hearing and observing uh, about an hour and 12 minutes of Istanbul um, from a dog's perspective. And you get to meet lots mm. of different people. And um, and then there's kind of some recurring people uh, like these uh, poor uh, refugees who, you know, aren't in the best situation, but they have a really tender relationship with these dogs. Which is quite nice because I mean they're they're uh, having like a I don't know they they they're like sniffing glue and having a really tough time, but they have a really nice they're really happy and having a lot of care for the dogs, so it's kind of nice that you see that. Mm. And then um, uh, and then like the people interacting with the dogs is really nice. Like there's like you, you see some scenes where it's a guy trying to open up his restaurant, but the dogs just like lying in the door and he can't. <laughs> and he can't like uh, get the dog out of his way, and they refuse to. I don't know why, but they just refuse to be violent with them. So they're just kind of like trying to get rid of the dog, and like they're kind of like really trying to push him and move him and whatever. <laughs> but the stray dogs, like they don't give a shit. They're really like boisterous and they'll go wherever they want and stuff. Um, even mm. like the dogs when they're fighting each other, like they spray water at them instead of like whacking them with things like you might see yeah, yeah. They, they uh they like spray water at them to stop them messing around so there's no like violence against dogs which i think you might see if it was a film about stray dogs there's none of that it's all quite respectful yeah. and, and stuff and it's just wandering and meandering and stuff that's uh and is it this is it does it follow the same dogs the whole time or is it kind of just different dogs all the time yeah there's there's i think three different dogs um Three different dogs. There's one main dog though. There's one main dog who you kind of follow most of the time. Who's a really funny dog. Really like like people just walk up and pat the dog on, on the head and they just don't care at all. They're just real like, oh, okay. You could just walk up. Any randomer just walk up and pat the dog and it's like grand. Mm. They don't mind. Would you pet a stray dog? Yeah. Yeah, I would, yeah. I don't think I'd be touching a stray dog. I'd be worried it'd give me give me ticks or something. I I when I was in Argentina, um, uh, I, I was in a place called Vina del Mar which is on the coast and there was shit tons of stray dogs all over the place mm. and it was nice they were really nice and friendly um, did you did you touch any? yeah 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 pet loads of them but I mean I was, I was young after, and maybe I would not do that now uh, mm. don't be touching them dogs probably man. not actually now thinking about it in, in Sicily I was in Sicily and there's a load of dogs yeah. and uh, I didn't touch a single one I'll tell you that one <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really nice but my one my one thing mm. i'm going to say now about that is we i reviewed a film on this before called los reyes mm. where it was just a camera and no talking and followed dogs yeah. around the city in chile i think yeah. and then the film space dogs was just following stray dogs around moscow mm-hmm. and there was like very not that much talking mm-hmm. very little talking it was just the dogs thing about their life and this just sounds like the same thing but in istanbul yeah. Is that fair enough? New city, new dogs, or is that kind of like, ah, we've had this? I think. Um, I mean, do we, do we have to film dogs in every city? Yeah, I think that humans are so uh, interested in dogs uh, because they have mm. such a like a strong relationship with them for such like for thousands and thousands of years. Uh, they're like our oldest friend, I suppose, and uh, and so like they're just we're always obsessed with dogs, and dog people just love dogs. So I think you're just mm. going to keep seeing different iterations of documentaries based around dogs. Uh, and speak mm. of it, there's a dog trying to get in the door right now. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, I do think Put it's, him on the it's a bit Put of him a... Put on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't get in. can't get in. 
Um, ah, poor fella. Anyway. But uh, yeah, I think it is a bit of because uh, we've done uh, stray dog documentaries on this before, and I do think it's a bit of a maybe a bit of a lazy uh, topic, but it's a safe bet, mm. you know. Like you have lots of films about like similar plots. Oh my god, he's really trying to get in. Give me a second. No worries, man. Let him in there. Is he all right? Oh, he's just giving me a little trick. Oh, no, headphones. The dog has entered the building. Oh, is he there? Yeah, he's here. Let me see Woody, him. Woody, Let me see him. Up. We'll do that thing, you know, in like professional oh. podcasts where they go. And Killian's dog is just, I can see him on the camera now. He's a little brown dog and he looks Woody. great. I'm yet to see any evidence. Oh, there he is. Hey. Oh, Jesus. He looks pretty, pretty. Oh, he looks great. Let him say hello there. Hey, Woody, do you want to say something? He's just muzzling the microphone. <laughs> um, yeah, he's I do. Not, do you he's ever not get a talking uh, mood. That's uh, fair. You know, it's late enough. Yeah, it's for, true for him. Um, do you ever get like the way we're talking about those films? Mm-hmm. It's such a like it's such a pathetic emotion to feel. But if someone recommends you a film that they think is super original, and you're like, they're like, oh, look at this film. They just follow dogs around with a camera, mm. and you've already seen a film that came out before that, which is the same. Yeah. And you're like, no, that's not even that original yet, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? I've actually already yeah. seen a film like that. Sometimes I get that kind of, yeah. uh, when I saw it, because I saw the trailer for Stray mm. and there was all comments and stuff under being like, this looks amazing. Wow. Mm. They just follow dogs around. So, and I was like, they've already yeah, done Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's crap. Come on. It's a crap. It's a crap way to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm a crap person. No, no. Well, they're stealing concepts and stuff like that. But, um. I don't know. I guess like if it's a different city and it's a documentary, maybe it's okay. If you think about it, mm. think about how like how many superhero movies are, and you're just like, what? Like, yeah, what's true. wrong with just like another documentary about stray dogs? I'd like to see, quite like to see a documentary in the same format, but not a. What's the opposite of a stray dog? A kept dog. Kept dog. Yeah. A kept, just like see what Home a just puppy. Film a Labrador yeah. in the in the uh, one time I went out with my old dog Sam. Did you ever meet Sam? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. He's 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 been he's been got passed a long time. May he rest. But, yeah, uh, I remember uh, coming home drunk to your house a couple of times, and then when you come home drunk to your dog, you're always messing around with the dog when you come home drunk. I think. <laughs> you're yeah, always, you're always giving them a good rough yeah, yeah. them up, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, but uh, like it's nice. It must be so bad for them. You come home at like three in the morning, they're having a lovely sleep, and you just fucking shake the shit out of them. And then you go, right, off, back to sleep then. But uh, one time I left the house, and then I forgot something, and I came back in, and Sam, my dog, who was like a big, like kind of Labrador cross kind of dog, was just, when I walked back into the house, he was just standing on the kitchen table. Like, what the fuck are you doing up there oh no like, no, no, what, no what do you get up to oh i haven't met sam no no i met a dog uh you your family your dad hates the dog or something no i hate the uh, dog my dad, loves, your dad billy. loves the dog and you hate the dog yeah yeah billy. billy yeah yeah let's just not let's just not bring Billy. okay okay this, this is a billy free zone <laughs> but sam <laughs> love him i love him <laughs> Yeah, if Billy was on the kitchen table, he'd be he'd be swept off immediately. <laughs> but Sam, when Sam was up there, I was like, "What are you doing up there, you silly goose? Get out!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
Okay, uh, is there another film? Ah, uh, there is, but I'm not sure if I'll bother. Okay, well, I have uh, the Best Picture nominations for the Oscars. Do you want to hear them? Uh, very much Okay, so. The Trial of Chicago 7, nominated, Netflix film. Never heard. Sound of Metal, which is my one that I want to Seen, win. Loved. Uh, Promising loved, Young loved. Woman, we just reviewed. That's good. Uh, mm-hmm. Nomadland, saw, thought it was shite. Uh, Minari, uh, good. And you saw it? Good. Yeah, good. Thought it was good. Okay. Not as good as Sound of Metal. And then Mank, uh, which I haven't seen yet. Judas and the Black Messiah, I haven't seen yet. And then The Father, I haven't seen yet. We'll try get mm. the rest of those Oscar films uh, viewed by, probably by like next week or so. Uh, or next time we do mm-hmm. the episode. We will. Uh, because we've seen, uh, we've reviewed nearly half of them, over half of them. So um, we'll definitely try to get them in. My personal one, if you want to, if you're a betting person, my personal bet would be on Minari. I have a feeling Minari is going to win Best Picture, but... Has has Anthony Hopkins ever won an Oscar before? Yeah, he won for Hannibal, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Did he actually? Yeah, yeah. yeah he won for Silence. For Hannibal? For Silence of the Lambs, yeah. Oh, right. Silence of the Lambs, I suppose. But Hannibal, the film's a bit of a... I don't think I didn't think that would be getting an Oscar, but yeah. But Silence um, of the Lambs is Hannibal, but it's just... Well, no, there's a film called Silence oh, of the Lambs, yeah. and then yeah, there's yeah, a film yeah. called Hannibal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit where, there's a bit in that where he chops, he cuts off the top of a guy's head and then feeds it to him. cuts off bits of his brain and then feeds him his own brain. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I can't imagine the Academy being like, oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, um, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we've got, it was a bit of a, like a, a wild one. I think that's what, what you get when you record a podcast on a Monday evening. Yeah. Especially for me, man. It's an hour ahead. Mm-hmm. It's 20 past 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's late. And the, and the curfew is, is nine. So you're, you're, I haven't been allowed to leave the gaff for an hour and 20 yeah. minutes. The curfew actually isn't that strict. I can, but I'm mm. not allowed to be with it. It doesn't matter. Okay. But, yeah, I find a lot of the time when we do these podcasts these days, it gets to the end and I'm like, Jesus, I can barely remember the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're feeling that right now, uh, we'd like to say thanks so much for joining us on this immemorable hour of HodgePodge Film Reviews. Um, yeah. If you want to message us, you can on Instagram, at MKUltraFilm. Um, anything else, Mark? Uh, no, just everyone wash your hands. Make sure you, um, you know, be nice to others. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, cheers. Thank you for listening. Thanks so much. Bye bye.